Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. And into the mix we go on a Reaction Monday. So good to have you on board as we come at you live from the Team B Media Bunker Studio here in Northwest Arkansas. Josh Bertaccini on one side of the digital radio and you on the other. As we connect it up, you got the Bluetooth capabilities to make sure you have the program in the vehicle as you're driving to work or getting the kiddos to school, whatever the case there. You got Bluetooth in the car or maybe you're doing it on the home front. And you're sending it around the house to a Bluetooth speaker as you have it going on in the background. I met a number of folks here of late who enjoy watching and listening to Sports Talk at the same time, which is still a little bit different for me. I feel like it's an audio platform first and foremost, but at the same time, I can deal with a little bit of the video stream too. Our YouTube stream in full effect. For our people's post-game shows, you've got those, my goodness, quicker and quicker and quicker. After each and every Arkansas Razorback football and basketball game, I think we're on the air like five minutes after the game in Tulsa on Saturday. But look for us about 10 minutes after every game ends. What do we call it? Less than 15. We're there for you. The people's post-game show, the show of choice for Arkansas Razorback fans after their Football and basketball games close out. Well, why don't we start right there? We got a lot to get to today. We'll do some basketball first. Arkansas played Oklahoma on Saturday at the BOK Center in Tulsa, where OU won it 79-70, to a final score that did not nearly reflect the kind of lopsided affair that took place between the two teams. But Arkansas... At the end of the day, I mean, just didn't have it against Oklahoma. Trevon Brazil, who you heard was likely not going to play, I mean, barely played on one ankle, gave you 10 plus minutes, couldn't shoot, couldn't rebound. I'm not quite sure why he was out there, but Brazil went through the motions and really the whole team did. You know, it's very easy to watch a sporting event and just say, oh, the refs, it's the, it's the threes, it's the crowd. Man, come on now. Come on now. Arkansas shot more free throws than Oklahoma shot in that game. Arkansas shot 33% from the floor for most of the game before lifting it up in the final couple of minutes. Oklahoma shot 56% from the floor. Arkansas played atrocious defense, continuing to struggle against the three-pointers on the perimeter, continuing to have issues in transition, getting back and covering up breaks. And you saw the Hogs lose the battle on the glass, but hang in there a little bit better. Like Oklahoma's just, um, that's a tournament team. And that backcourt there of Uwe and McCollum, pretty phenomenal duo of guys just coming after you. And they're ballers. They're not going to stop. 
combo guards who play together in the same backcourt. You also have Porter Mosier putting in some work on that OU roster. My goodness, that cat Hugley or Hugley or however you say his name. He's, he's 6'10", 320 pounds. The guy looks like a super heavyweight out there. So you know what I see? I see Oklahoma has been getting jiggy with it in the transfer portal. They have been very active in the NIL world, and they are reaping the results right now, as you can see, watching them play basketball. I don't even see pieces on the OU team that I saw the last couple of years. They are like completely remade in this image that um, that Porter Mosier is, is pushing forward here. Not a great game for the Hawks. Not a great game. Uh, your leading scorer, Caleb Battle, was 2 for 10 from the floor. He scored 13. Traymond Marks scrapping his way to 12. But I don't think Eric Musselman has settled on a lineup or a rotation yet. And now Arkansas finds itself at 6 and 4, technically, through 10 games on the year. Really 7 and 4 when you factor in the Purdue game, which I know we're supposed to pretend it didn't happen, but then we were supposed to pretend it did happen. It was a sellout, but if it was a sellout and it's an exhibition, does it even really count? I guess not. I guess it doesn't really count. But Arkansas's win over Purdue hasn't helped it at all in the standing. So instead of being seven and four, you're six and four through 10 games. Now, I will say this. At least the Hogs have gotten themselves battle tested. You have played a very rugged first six weeks of basketball here. Purdue, Duke, Stanford, Memphis, North Carolina, Oklahoma, some some talented small schools that are coming here. One of them beats you in Greensboro. Hogs have played some good teams. I mean, at the end of the year, the net ranking for this Arkansas Razorback basketball team is going to be pretty good. I mean, they're going to end up, as long as they don't completely capsize in conference play starting up here in a few weeks, they're going to end up with a decent seed in the NCAA tournament. You know, it's hard for me to speculate now because I don't know what their final record is going to be, but I don't think Arkansas is going to be less than a, a six or seven seed. Maybe you get stuck in an eight, nine game like you did last year if the season gets away from you. But um, it's been a stop and start kind of beginning to the year. Up and down would truly define the way this basketball team has played. Now, they're a three-headed monster. And if they're all healthy on the same page, which they've really not been since maybe you know the first couple weeks of the year. But Mark, Battle, and Brazil's a pretty awesome trio. This team continues to try to sort out what its front court is supposed to look like. Do you have a true center? I mean, it's probably Makai Mitchell, but he doesn't have a lot of offensive game. And yet right now, this team, we, we knew in the offseason they needed Makai's size and strength. They need it now bad. When Makai Mitchell's out there, people get moved out of the way. When he's not, I don't see a lot of pushback from Arkansas down low. Like, who's your best big other than Makai Mitchell, a very limited offensive player? Who's your best big? Jalen Graham? I mean, he's got some moves, but he's not big enough or quick enough or strong enough or healthy enough to regularly be playing down low. We saw Eric Musselman put Trev Brazil in at the five a little bit from time to time, first few weeks of the year. I don't know if that's what you want out of him. This positionless basketball thing that Eric Musselman likes to talk up a lot, and it's sexy and it sounds cool. He's talking up European leagues and pro leagues and all of his experience and seven-footers shoot threes and point guards can defend the post. Man, that stuff all sounds good, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense when you mention it out loud. But I think oftentimes positionless is used to cover up. You don't have every position. I watch this Arkansas Razorback basketball team right now 
They don't really have banks. They don't. They just don't. You know, and I'd like to see Bay fall play a little bit more, but clearly Musk doesn't feel like he's ready physically to get it done. Still very skinny. But where's the size on this team? And when they're not making shots, how do they answer physical opponents? You saw Debo Davis struggle with a shot again in this game. How does he fit into the mix? Folks, I'm not sure you have a point guard. This L. Ellis experiment kind of needs to be over. I just don't see the offense moving much. There's not a lot of facilitating going on. And now after the loss to Oklahoma, 79 to 70, again, the Hawks trail by 20 points for or 15 to 20 points for long stretches of the second half before doing a little cosmetic work and, and cleaning it up at the end. But the bottom line is you are not where you want to be right now. And I don't think Eric Musselman is either ejected from the BOK center for the second time in three years. Think about that for a moment. Twice in three years. And again, Mosier takes two out of three from Musselman. They go back to the Nevada Loyola days. They had that classic meeting in the Sweet 16 about five, six years ago. Three to two. Mosier now leads Moss all-time head-to-head. Porter Mosier's a good coach. Three to two. He's on top of Moss. And Musselman, for all of his energy, for all of his social media usage, for all of the I'm the man, I'm the man, and he has been to three straight Sweet 16s here, which is pretty incredible. Guy's never been to a Final Four. He's not won a national championship. And yet you'd have him out there, you know, at times, acting like he invented the wheel. It's a little bit of comeuppance. You can't get double teed up with 16 minutes left in a basketball game. You're down by 15. Your team's still in the game. You're not playing well, but your team is still in the game. How on earth can you justify running at the ref, getting a technical, and then when the ref tells you to go back to your bench, that's a T. I don't want to hear it anymore. Instead of just taking it, you go next level insanity. And Musselman, you, know, you saw him on TV, restrained by four coaches. He's trying to run at the ref. Eric, what are you going to do if you get to the ref? You're not going to attack him. He's twice your size. I don't know. That's not a good look for your coach to be just completely detached from control of his emotions. And, uh, and I love Musselman. I think he's a baller. He's resuscitated this program. He's a cool guy to hang out with a little bit in the right moment, in the right mode. But he is an intimidating, competitive as all get out. Scary dude. And that's the kind of coach you want, right? Well, at the same time, you need to look in the mirror and make some decisions sometimes about when to let it loose and when to control it. And I think the team right now is not benefiting from watching Eric Musselman lose his cool. You had multiple technicals all over the tournament in the Bahamas. Uh, Must try to get teed up late against Duke when his team was having trouble breaking the press. You saw Key Smart and Ronnie Burr pull him away from the ref there. This whole I'm a hothead and I'm coming after the refs thing, not the best long-term recipe, not the best long-term philosophy. What you end up having happen to you, what happened was, is the officials start to think that you're a bunch of hotheads, that your whole team is like that because the coach is the leader and the way he carries himself reflects on the rest of the team. So now what you have is officials, I think, have gotten themselves 
a little bit of a mentality. There's a rep now about the Arkansas Razorbacks. This team is is considered chippy, a little punky, according to some folks in the know. I will not quote one official who has done some of their games before who says they have a reputation now. He wouldn't elaborate on what that was, but they have a reputation now. That's exactly what I'm afraid of. Driving Brazil gets technicals like he's drinking water. I mean, this guy gets one per game. He was barely out there on one leg, still got teed up. Now, they gave it to Chandler Lawson, who was over on the bench because the refs weren't even paying attention to numbers, but Brazil pushing and shoving in the middle of nothing. Oh, my goodness. You don't need to be the hot-headed team that's constantly getting hit with technicals and personals, and it's going to limit your upside, my friends. It's going to limit your upside at the end of the day if you can't get a hold of yourself. And raining the emotions a little bit better. But we'll hear from us in just a few. Tossed out of the BOK for the second time in three years. Hogs pretty much dominated in this game. Now get to rest up. You know they're going to be running hard in practice all week, baby. And they will play Lipscomb around the corner on Saturday. Then it's Abilene Christian at home in 10 days on a Thursday. And then it's Christmas. They got one last non-con against UNC Wilmington, who's not bad, on December the 30th. So, what? You got three games left this month. You should crush all three of these opponents without any question. And then you'll look up first week of January. We're doing our basketball season uh, grind. So, um, Hogs have got to find a way to get a little bit better right now. Meanwhile, as we head to break here, and it's worth a mention too, it wasn't all about a weird weekend for the men's basketball team. No, no, no. Just when you thought it couldn't get any uglier, the women's team goes out yesterday at home and loses in basketball to Pine Bluff. Not the high school, the junior college. How in the world is Arkansas Razorback basketball losing to Arkansas Pine Bluff? Are they a full-blown four-year school now? It doesn't even matter. The, the Arkansas Razorback women's basketball team, loaded with all these talented players, three stars, four stars, five stars, they lost at home to Pine Bluff by four points, which is one thing, but it tells you a little bit more about the team when you read into the way they behave. This was supposed to be an autograph signing session. I got several texts yesterday from disgruntled fans slash friends who had taken their kids, one who had taken his two daughters to the game because there was supposed to be an autograph signing session at the end. And then the Hogs go out and chuck the game away to, to Pine Bluff. And Mike Neighbors' head coach comes out afterwards kind of screaming, we're done, we're canceling this. This is, this is over, everybody go home. You had kids in tears, you had parents bewildered. Folks, this Razorback women's basketball program is going nowhere fast. What are we, seven years into this coaching regime and they haven't won a single tournament game yet? I just... And then when you're canceling stuff on the kiddos, that's where you start to lose me. But we'll talk about that some more, too. Great weekend for the Cowboys. Chiefs are crying again. Uh, kind of strangely. But Chiefs are crying. We'll talk about them a little bit. Razorback football with commits in and out, left and right. And uh, we got some Eric Musselman sound to get to after a quick timeout as well. A lot of basketball out the gates. Hog hoops having some issues before Christmas. That's right. We've seen this before, but work needs to be done as they try to turn this good ship around. We'll take our first break of the morning, come back in four minutes. It is so fantastic, y'all, to find us here and do it with us in the mornings here on TV Media. We're coming right back. 
When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Two weeks from Christmas, baby. Literally two weeks from today is Christmas time. We got to get some more talking. Best Christmas movies and songs. And I think Timbo and Pensacola are going to join us for a little musicology talk on the program tomorrow. But I hope everyone's doing well, that your holidays are treating you well. Do a little Christmas shopping if you're into that or you're doing the Hanukkah thing right now. I think we're about four or five nights into that. Happy Hanukkah. Kwan's around the corner. New Year's only a couple weeks away. Just a good time of year. I'm a big December guy. Not just because this is my birthday month. In fact, as I get older, that's one of the least reasons I like December. But it just feels a little festive and it feels like everybody's just trying a little bit harder to be nice to each other. I like that. Life is hard. Let's try to be nice to folks out there. Y'all have been incredibly nice to Team B Media. First four months up and running as we get this bad boy going and uh, headed for, what, 60,000 listeners already. I mean, it's operating like a radio station now. We got these numbers up. You all know where to find it. Post games are part of the deal. 
Got a lot of fun stuff coming your way around the corner we've not even talked about, but let me tell you, 2024 is going to be even bigger and better, my friends. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe at the real NWHAB. That's where you can make it happen. Razorback Hoops loses, both do. Men lose in Tulsa to OU 79 to 70. Cows lose at home to Pine Bluff 74 to 70. Our question of the day is up for you on the social media. What do you think? Tulsa, what's the future there? That's a good one today. What's the future for Razorback basketball in Tulsa at the BOK Center? We'll give you three options on the board as Arkansas and Oklahoma bring their three-game, three-year series to an end. What's the future for the Hogs playing at the BOK? Three options. Number one, special games only. Like Maybe Kansas would agree to play you there. That one would be okay for an Oklahoma State or something. Though I'm more of the home-and-home guy. I like going to campuses, but special games only would be one. Always for UAOU would be two. Like every time these teams get together, even though they're in the same conference now moving forward, they should always play each other at the BOK. Or maybe you're of the mindset that that's enough. No more, please. It's down the highway. It's not a true home game. Let's not turn this into something like football where you're going and playing these games at Jerry World and... You know, wherever somebody will host you at Little Rock. Now, I mean, you already play one there. There's only so much room on the schedule. So I think maybe a year or two off from Tulsa, but then you come back, you tell me who you'd most like to see on the comeback. Other items from the world of sports out of the weekend. Shohei Otani, $700 million. I told you it would be at least half a billy back in the spring and summer. Remember that? No, you probably don't. But it was way more than I thought. $700 million for 10 years. This guy's a great hitter. Also a pitcher when he can throw. His arm is torn, so he's not going to pitch at all next year. Did the Dodgers overpay for him? I mean, maybe. But you think about the jersey sales and the merchandising in Japan, spending a lot of money on that stuff, too. It's, it's probably going to come out with them being ahead on that contract. $700 million to Shohei Otani. Wow. Um, he's a good player. Dodgers, the rich get richer. Other items. Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman Trophy. Does anybody care about the Heisman Trophy anymore? Anybody? Nobody? Yeah, me neither. It's quarterbacks every year. And you do the Davey O'Brien thing on Friday. I'm supposed to get excited to watch the quarterbacks all over again the next day. That doesn't even make sense. But Jane Daniels, the latest quarterback to win the Heisman back in the day, back when I was, you know, walking to, the, to school barefoot. They used to give them to people who played other positions. Once in a while, they'd give it to a defensive player. You ever hear of Charles Woodson? My goodness, he was good. All right. Um, NFL yesterday. Cowboys, Sunday night, domination of the Eagles, 33-13. We got ourselves a dogfight now as we make our way down the stretch and into the NFL postseason. This thing is tight. Cowboys and Eagles tied at 10-3. and three. Tied for the best record in the NFC with San Francisco's 10-3. and three. Home field advantage, enormous, if you can get it. Four games left to go. And we'll talk some more about the Cowboys as we work the week forward. Ravens are also 10-3. and three. That's tied for the best mark in the league. Only one team has less than three wins in the entire league. And that is the Carolina Panthers, who are 1-12 so far this season. How about the Chiefs? Starting to put themselves into a difficult spot here. They're 8-5, and five, still have a one-game lead in the West, but they're also one game from missing the playoffs. So Kansas City has lost four out of five. And yesterday, I mean, 
right there to the wire with the Bills. I thought after Buffalo jumped all over him, Kansas City played a, a spirited game, but they're at the end unable to finish it off. And you get the ball back, and Mahomes hits Kelsey down the field, the throwback to Rice. It looks like the Chiefs are going to win on some schoolyard shenanigans, but you had a problem. Kadarius Tony was lined up in the other team's uh, defensive line. He was offsides. Clearly, the refs have been looking for that. Now, I don't see offensive offsides called very often, but he was, and they made the right call, and Patrick Mahomes proceeded to lose his mind, to come uncorked, to blame humanity, to blame the refs, to say it's everybody's fault. When Kansas City has gotten so many favorable calls throughout the years, I think it's just a bad look. It makes you look like a bunch of crybabies, like you lost the game. It doesn't come down to one play. Your offensive line is like Swiss cheese right now, Patrick. They are letting guys come in and get hits on you left and right. That's one of the reasons he has more INTs this season than he's had any other year in his career. We touched on Razorback women's basketball, canceling the autograph session in everybody's face. That was not good. And we've talked a lot of Razorback basketball so far today, too. Question today, what's the future hold for playing at the BOK Center? What do you think about that? What is the future hold for playing there? I had the chance to get some Eric Musselman sound. We teased it on the People's Post Game Show on Saturday, but it came a little bit late, so uh, we got it for you now. As promised, here's Eric Musselman. Five minutes uncut, coming right at you after the loss to OU. I have no comment about the refs at all. That's the same time you got ejected here. So I, I don't think there's any correlation between why it happened twice here. I guess did you get to watch the rest of the game in the locker room? Yes, I did. The team right now is not playing with the same personality uh, as our past teams the last four years. We got to get a lot better. I think we play three games in the next 20 days. You know, rotations, roles, all those things are are there's going to be some changes so we'll go back we'll watch the film positive is tonight we finally created some steals so that's a positive finishing at the rim is a huge issue and not only not finishing at the rim but falling down and now transition defense it's been going on all year uh we've shown film we've done drills and we got to get a lot better organizing on the floor from the point guard spot <laughs> I mean, shot clock violations. There's a lot of things we have to clean up for sure. About finding a new personality or the changes to our team has been a uh, it's been a program that's got great toughness, great will to win, great competitiveness. Uh, we need to be better in all those areas. They're, they're really well coached. They play really hard. They understand their role. It looks I'm not in their locker room. It looks like they accept their role. They looked connected. They play really good defense. They're very physical uh, on the backboards. In my opinion, they have, you know, Godwin's being a great complimentary piece. He's one of the best in college basketball uh, at going vertical. He's one of the best players at not needing the ball in his hands to affect the game. Uh, so really, really impressed with him, uh, in particular with his demeanor on the court. It's a guy who had seven points, but I think he's phenomenal at, at what he does and what he gives them. How important are these practices where you're not always trying to be preparing for an opponent or worried about game? Yeah, we're not going to be, we're not going to prepare for opponent for a while. I mean, we're going to try to try to get better as a team, and and um, we don't need to talk about Lipscomb and. I need to talk about how, how we can get better. Say a call. 
and the, the job he did, especially there early in the second half, but throughout the game. Right? I mean, he's a combo guard, plays with confidence, shot selection good. You know, tonight he drew eight fouls. He had five rebounds. It's probably more than anyone on my team. Close. So, you know, he can shoot the three. He can dribble drive. Three-level score. I don't look at him just as a point guard. I think he's a combo guard. Um, and they have two combo guards, which I think makes him effective. 12 and, and him, they both can play the point, and they both can play off the ball. Coach, when did you know that TV was going to be able to go for you tonight? Huh? Literally before, right before tip-off. I met with the doctors, I think, at the – I don't know, whenever I had to turn in the starting lineup you know based on conversations really with keith smart and i as a player you, if you warm up you don't want to sit and let it you know get everything he could i mean he was rehabbing at all hours of the day and he and matt the trainer did a great job obviously you know he wasn't his normal self but but he sacrificed for the team and tried to give us some minutes and and um it's not why we lost i mean he played on a on a bum ankle for the betterment of the team which is you know you want guys to be that team oriented having this series here in tulsa and kind of what's the atmosphere been like and, and the future of the rivalry as far as the future of the rivalry as far as i'm concerned every game in conference is a rivalry i'll go all the way back to when i played college basketball and university of san diego's playing pepperdine and they're all rivals there's no special rivalry when I didn't grow up in the area, so it's not like I have some deep. So we play Oklahoma, we play Texas, we play Auburn. They're all important games. As far as the environment here in Tulsa, it's been awesome. Not often you can have two schools that literally you find a spot that's dead in the middle of the two. Um, unfortunately for our fans, we didn't we didn't play very well tonight, but they traveled well. The Oklahoma fans traveled well. So this was this idea was brought on by Lon Kruger. It was a great idea. The administration wanted to continue it once Coach Kruger left and it's been a great series for the fans. In your mind, what are the top defensive issues that you see? So we guarded the three better. Again, I, I got bad eyes, so I can't see their percentage. That was a big focus was not just Oklahoma. That's when we're trying to fix ourselves is to not give up threes. I mean, we have guys that are that are really struggling defensively, and some of the guys, quite frankly, have, have struggled in the past, too. Scheme-wise, technique-wise, we're doing what we've done for nine years in college, and uh, this group has not grasped or has not executed whatever word you want to use like the last however many years I've been coaching college. Porter talked about how they knew you were going to get some blocks. They just were going to keep attacking. I mean, how, how do you think they... So, yeah, they kept attacking because we can't keep the ball in front of us. So... I would keep attacking too. If the guards can't keep the ball in front, I mean, there's only so many times your back line is going to be able to block a shot. And so, I mean, we're top seven in the country or whatever in blocking shots. So you got to stop the ball. So we haven't stopped the ball. We haven't created steals. And we haven't defended a three until tonight. It's not a good recipe. I'd like to have 100 weeks right now. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we don't play tomorrow because we have a lot of things that we've... Like, we're not just going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. We're not going to keep putting the same lineup out there. We're not going to keep, like, we, we've got to continue to tinker and try to figure this thing out to the best of our ability.
A lot to respond to there as Eric Musselman gives you kind of an overall recap and analysis of what went wrong for Arkansas against Oklahoma at the BOK. Must double teed up with 16 minutes left. Didn't want to talk about that, obviously. But I think right now this team is having a little bit of control issues with its emotions and with its sense of self. Can't be giving away points to another team when you're trying to come out of double-digit holes. Of course, the better way to handle that is don't get behind by double digits. Get them fired up. Before the game, get them fired up at halftime. Don't give the other team four free throws to send a message to your team. And you end up losing by nine. I mean, four to six points in that double technical swing. This could have been a one-possession game. I'm just saying. You wouldn't think it after watching it, but you take away that six-point play, and it's a one-possession game with 30 seconds left. So it is what it is. Hogs lose to OU, 79-70 to in the likely finale for Arkansas at the beautiful BOK Center in Tulsa. Question today, today, what do you want for the future of games at the BOK? It's 7.40. We're doing it live. We're 40 minutes in. Team B Media Bunker Studio. Josh Bertaccini with you right here. We'll take a break. We're coming right back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope your week's off to a good start. When we return, more on the busy basketball and football and Bobby Swafford in 20. Coming back. On the square in Fayetteville. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a die-hard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! You need help in a difficult situation. Reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh. 
Peg Suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. States, 31 countries. Is that a lot? It's most of the states. I don't know about the countries angle, but we're getting there as we work it into the future here, day by day. Got to spread that word. Got to make sure that people know, have an idea of what your product is, what you're working with, and where you are now, right? I still come across some folks at games, out and about. JB, my man, where'd you go? I'm like, I didn't go nowhere. I've been right here, feet on the ground. Married man raising a couple of babies in the greatest place in the world, Northwest Arkansas. Are you kidding me? I didn't go nowhere. If you just found the show, we've been doing it. Didn't stop. Hit the ground running on this bad boy at the end of August, and here we are four months later and just scratching the surface on what's possible out there. Uh, 45 minutes into the program today. Hope you've enjoyed the conversation so far this morning as we try to cut to the nuts and the bolts of the issues each and every day, right? And what's our question of the day today? Let's get back to that. It's an interesting one. What's the future for Razorback men's basketball at the BOK Center in Tulsa? What is the future for Razorback men's basketball at the BOK Center in Tulsa and getting some very interesting responses from you all so far this morning? How about the Twitter votes? No more, please. Getting 75% of the vote. Wow. No more, please. 75% of the vote. How about special games only? I don't know what that would mean. Could be Kansas. Could be you know UCLA. I don't know. But you would think if somebody's going so far to play a basketball game against you, they probably want to see your campus and play in your facility, don't they? I think the BOK and Arkansas may have run their course here. And then always for Arkansas and Oklahoma, you're getting 5% of the vote. So first couple hundred votes coming in here, Twitter and Facebook. 75% no more, please. 20% special games only. And 5% say, you know what? When UA and OU play, we should do it every single time. To Facebook we go. Facebook.com. Slash the real NWAJB. Jackie Boy says, no more, please. T-Dubs, Mr. Tyler says, please no more. I'm so tired of neutral site games across all of these sports. They don't help us. Chuck writes in, no more, please. I'd rather see them keep the revenue in state. Okay. John, no more, please. Rod, special. Cody, we don't need a neutral site game for basketball like we have for football. Once you add these games to the schedules and get contracts in place, it's almost impossible to get out of them. It's a great take. Waylon, no more, please. I have seen enough to know I've seen too much. Look, the BOK is a beautiful arena. It's actually only, what, like 12 years old. Um, that's a concert facility. I agree. I had a guy tell me the other day, oh, Tulsa Drillers hockey, man. You're a hockey guy. You got to go and watch those games. I bet they're fun, too. I bet they're fun, too. But um, we'll uh, we'll continue to 
see how this thing plays out moving forward as Arkansas and Oklahoma get ready to be in the same conference together. Sooners 79-70 to over the Hogs. That maybe wasn't the biggest surprise basketball loss of the weekend. The women's basketball team had a disaster yesterday. Not just losing the game, not just an L. That happens. You lose 74-70 to to a junior college from Pine Bluff. But Arkansas is supposed to be good in making progress, and we're seven years into this thing, and it never seems to get out of the ditch. I mean, they are... They're not a very good team. They're not fundamentally sound. They don't play good defense. They don't share the rock. I don't see a ton of offense. I don't see energy coming from the bench. They get up a little bit more for big games. They do not get up for lesser games regularly. And I know a lot of teams struggle with that, but this women's basketball team, I mean, if they're not into it, anybody could beat them. I could take Fayetteville's high school team right now, and they could make it a game with the Razorbacks. They could make it a game. Because the commitment level and the dedication is just not there. And I don't know what that is because they have beautiful facilities. You know, they got the basketball practice center, which they share with the men's team. You got Bud Walton as your home gym. You would think that Mike Neighbors would have had one decent team in seven years. Now, he had that Chelsea Dungy team, one that got popped in the first round of the NCAA tournament in a 4 13 game, which never should have happened. And then the other one got COVIDed out. So the argument that he's never won a tournament game is valid. I mean, what do you want to say? If it wasn't for COVID, they would have won the title. I mean, they've been lucky to win a game in the tournament. But I just don't see the results. I don't see the commitment. Another head coach wants to be a rock and roll star. He's showing up at George's, jamming on his guitar. He's got a band with like other coaches at the U of A. He's got a couple little babies. He's he's putting up on his pictures and social media all the time. He seems like a nice enough guy, Mike Neighbors. This isn't me talking personal. It's just this is the, the personality that he projects out there at all of us. And I think the fans have kind of gotten over it. I think that ship has sailed. And this is not going to be like a, a Sam Pittman thing. First of all, it's not football. We're talking about women's basketball. But I don't think you're going to have to cry a lot of tears in your beer when you have that hard conversation with Mike Neighbors. If you're 100 euro check at some point here, that conversation is going to need to happen. And it's not just about performance on the floor, as I mentioned a little bit in the opening monologue today. I wasn't there, but according to reports from several of my friends and a couple of y'all listeners, they were supposed to do an autograph signing session for the kids. That's what this game was about at the end. They were supposed to blow out Pine Bluff and then do some autograph signing for the kids. And when the game ended and neighbors and team, you know, traipsed into their locker room, he came back out after a few minutes, agitated, angry, and said, this is canceled. This is over. You can all go home. Will that be the final straw for Mike Neighbors as head coach of the Arkansas Razorback women's basketball team? I don't know. Seems like Hunter Juracek not really that concerned about it. You don't hear from him these days. Heck, we didn't even hear Hunter after all the football stuff. He somehow managed to evade any kind of a press conference, any kind of accountability. It's pretty impressive. Some of these suits, they are... uh, Highly skilled and well-trained at the arts of propaganda and misinformation. But you have to be to be a guy or a gal like that. You have to be. So that's what you had there. Also, as we make it through an SEC report to end the hour, how about that Razorback volleyball team? I'm going to give some kudos. Married to a volleyball player, former coach, loved the sport, so much athleticism. And they... Had a heck of a year. I mean, you take this volleyball program, I'm not going to say it's the same extreme as softball where they were non-existent. And then Courtney Dyfel made them one of the top 10 teams in the country. But at the, and they still need to get to Omaha, or I should say uh, Oklahoma City. 
to the Softball College World Series to really complete that journey. But I digress. Um, volleyball was pretty much non-existent too, but Jason Watson, heck of a job. The Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy native from a land down under, and he has come in here and he has brought confidence and recruiting, and they've taken on all comers this year. And I know they lost to Nebraska in four sets, but that was a battle. You're facing a Nebraska team that's number one in the country. They have an elite program like Nebraska is the Oklahoma softball team of volleyball. They are that good and dominant in that sport. And I thought the gals, you know, on the road were right there. And if that first set flips the other way, they're up 10-3 early. Maybe they win it. But instead, they lose in four sets to Nebraska. And the Huskers move on to the Final Four. What a year for Jason Watson and this Razorback volleyball team. Great year. Not a huge spectator sport, but she actually got some buzz going about it. And uh, man, volleyball, soccer, softball, track. Got a lot of women's teams here. Golf that are really, really good. Unfortunately, the women's basketball team is absolutely not one of them. And it shouldn't be like that. It should not be like that. Question of the day today on a reaction Monday, as we are just about an hour in. What's the future of Arkansas Razorback basketball at the BOK Center in Tulsa? If you had to lay it on the line, you had to give me some kind of thought on where you think this thing is headed, what's the future there? And you can write it in, too. Three options up on the board. No more games there, please. Special games there only or always for Arkansas and Oklahoma. Hmm. That wouldn't be the worst thing. I think I'm going to vote for special Games only. I think that's what I'm doing. And the Cowboys fans are ecstatic. They're feeling good. You think they won the Super Bowl? I mean, enjoy it while you can. Your team's on fire right now. And Dak Prescott's playing about as well as any quarterback in the league. Pretty impressive stuff. All right, one hour in. We need to break. Top of the hour. We'll come back in four minutes. Again, support local, my friends. You've heard these sponsors the last few months during football. There's going to be a change over here in the next couple weeks from football to basketball sponsors. So please keep in mind all the folks who help to bring you our sports talk programming each and every day. Coming up on 8 o'clock, headed for a high of 58 degrees today. It'll be a lot warmer than it was yesterday. We'll take that. And if you're not listening live this morning, of course, we put it out there in the podcast universe minutes after we get off the air. You can find us Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google, anywhere you listen to your podcast audio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Josh Bernicini here and you there. Back to the TV Media Bunker studio. And Bobby Swafford joins us right after this.